Hello and welcome to the 20th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. My name is Anu, founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, paid media, and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that's already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. Okay, so yeah, if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media or cutting your spends and your on your digital analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at MindSwan or just get to me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram with the handle MindSwanPPC. So that's M-I-N-D-S-W-A-N-P-P-C. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to get right to me. Alrighty, so this week um, we had one of my favorites, Julie Buccini, um, you know, the favorite, one of the, the favorites on the PPC chat um, circuit and uh, one of the top 25 speakers, someone that you should just always listen to and is always giving real time lovely advice about, you know, AdWords, the new UI, things, you know, uh, things that you should watch out for when doing paid search. Um, she le- leads us today um, in a very useful discussion about handling situations when you've hit a wall um, and yeah and as she said um, she says that we'll be talking about the platforms and campaigns as well as client human stuff as well so yeah she says says hi say hi if you're participating today um, so yeah we've got Brooke Osmondson who comes in saying finally back from a Twitter haters so yeah Brooke has been quiet have not heard from her we've not heard from her since like uh, one of the early early um yeah, podcast that I, I early rounds of that I put together. Uh, Mark Gustafson, another regular, goes, Hey guys, excited for another one. Um, Gil Gildner is another, like, now starting to be now a regular over the last few weeks. Says, Hi everyone, nice to be here. Julie Buccini goes, Hooray, happy to have you here today. Um, JD Pratter, as well as like, just like myself, says, says I'll be in and out today, but I'm here. So, yeah, I was a bit foot in and out of, of this one because um, I had a weekly summary for my new client to put together um, and so yeah Emma Franks as well says I'll be in and out today but we'll try to participate as much as I can. So we get the first question from Julie um, saying let's get started. Um, question one is hitting a wall something that you have experienced if so how often does it happen for you? Um, we've got Michael Fleming that comes in saying what's up y'all? <laughs> Gil Gilner then goes um, in with an answer to question one saying hitting a wall happens every week for me whether that wall is hard or soft depends on on the week yes totally agree with that one jd pratter also replies to that says i usually hit a wall when expectations aren't aligned um brooke osmondson um then replies to uh, question one as well saying i have definitely hit a wall in multiple situations well well number one well established ads accounts everything is well optimized in maintenance mode Two, clients does not want to take any of your suggestions and you're just stuck doing the same things. Um, Michael Fleming replies question one saying every Thursday, three days straight of sitting on my ass. Fridays are cool because the weekend. Um, Julie Buccini then comes in with an answer saying I hit the wall with performance throughout the life cycle of campaigns all the time. Also when clients do not take advice, re landing pages. Um, we've got a nice gift that comes in with um, Julia Vise with um, the handle it it rhymes with eyes with a lovely Melissa McCartney um, gift there um, and then yeah we've got um, Riley Trotter who then um, replies question one saying every 
week. That is usually when I change my work environment and go to a coffee shop or something to see if to see if a new environment can't break that wall. That's a very good point. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Lisa Sanna, who's like a new name on this one. I've not really picked her up on, on our previous chats. Walls can appear by lack of training, lack of time, lack of creativity, lack of technology, or can attempt it to be overcome with the right scaffolding. <laughs> and we've got two likes to that one. That's a really nice, actually, very good comment on how, um, yeah, walls can come about. And then we've got Julia Vice replying question one saying, when I want to try something cool or teach something new and I can't get the client on board, so much of this is CRO related. Um, and then, yeah, she um, Julie goes straight into um, question two saying, um, which type of hitting a wall scenario is more difficult for you, platform or campaign or people, client and why? Uh, Mark Gustafson, Gustafson um, then goes um, back to our and gives an answer for question one saying yes when you've been on an account for a while sometimes it's hard to figure out new things to test also i hate being on the border of a minimum conversion threshold to use an automated bid strategy and the fluctuation that can occur michael fleming then replies to that um to replies to question two saying for him it's more about the people uh, slash client there's always something to do or test on the platform or campaign side um and then michael fleming replies um, continues um, the answer saying I feel like if you're hitting a wall with ideas for accounts you need to spend more time reading and interacting with other PPCers the new ideas will start to flow um, and then yeah we've got um, yeah Emma Franks again, um, replying to Brooke Osmondson's um, answer where Brooke had said I've definitely hit a wall on multiple occasions with well established established ad, um, ads account and with clients that does not want to take any of the suggestions Questions and you're just stuck doing the same thing. Um, Emma replies to that saying this also number three on that one so will be you've tried everything you can think to try and it either worked or didn't and it's hard to find something new to recommend or waiting for new features to roll out. So I really love discussions like this because I feel it really makes you think I'm not alone in this boat of frustration and, you know, people, the, our, our colleagues and um, the experts of years still hit walls uh, sometimes on a weekly basis on things that you feel that, oh my God, maybe it's because of my inexperience that I'm hitting these walls. So don't feel like that. Don't be alone. You're not alone in all these feelings of like, maybe I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not figuring out the right things um, all the time. We all get that no matter how long we've been working in this field. Um, so we've got Gil Gildner, who then replies to question two, saying, almost always it's a people issue. We pretty much know the limitations of the platform, so it's managing expectation that's the hard part, especially if your client doesn't have a lot of digital experience. Yes, that's true. Mark Gustafson replies to that, saying, um, sometimes it's a mix. Clients get uh, get client gets irked if performance dips so testing can get tricky i think controlled testing is hard for me i don't want to run a super conservative test with only 20 percent of campaign spend and wait forever to get significant data back um so yeah us, us us guys in the ppc world we're not really patient people are we um anyway so gil gildner then replies to that saying it really depends on campaign scale too it's hard to experiment with a client that spends 2k per month it's easier to experiment with someone spending 
30k um uh, gustafson replies to that yep maybe it's a personal problem but i feel like it's harder for me to be invested and excited about an account that takes weeks to test i want to learn fast apply the good and remove the bad um andrea cruz then replies to that saying this is one of my walls in b2b you need to wait um and yeah we've got then um yeah julie puccini then i'm uh, giving her answer to question two saying people things to um people things tend to be stickier and harder to navigate platform campaign performance wars also don't send don't send passive aggressive emails cancel meetings or dodge your calls <laughs> so actually let me read that again so platform campaign um, or performance walls also don't send passive aggressive emails cancel meetings or dodge your calls so yeah dealing with people is a lot harder for julie as well so um mark gustafson replies to question two saying tough question people or client is annoying because it just comes to trust and that's frustrating platform can be difficult when finding new tests can be difficult especially when performance is doing really well um and then yeah brooke osmondson uh, replies to question two saying mainly the client when there's a misalignment of goals and expectations how to get their instant roadblock just let me help you in all caps um but also when you're working on an account by yourself you need a second set of eyes sometimes for opinions and then we've got Lisa Sanna replying to um, question two, saying both are hard and require patience and perseverance. Platform campaigns are limitations that often seem out of your control more. It's the restrictions of technology or policies. People or client walls are often about education, persuasion, but have systematic organization issues. Um, and yeah, and um, Julie replies and saying, I definitely look to others for inspiration or new things to try. We've got Andrea Cruz then replying to question two saying when the client expectations is very different than what it is achievable based on resources or platform um and then yeah we've got um christina brower who replies to question one saying i hit walls with advertisers who are hanging onto their websites from the 90s while amazon moved into their category and conversion rates are ever decreasing also sometimes they are just campaigns where everything is right yet they do not convert but um, then, yeah, we've got Christina Brow continuing that and saying, and also advertisers who have no idea what their position is, what problems they are solving for their audience or who their audience is. Everybody. We want to be out of work <laughs> anytime soon. And um, Brooke Osmondson replies to that saying, that's where I start the case that it's not a marketing problem, but a website problem. Christina Brow replies to that saying, yes. And if the client is a small business, they don't see that difference. Uh, Mark Gustafson, Gustafson replies to that saying, yep, I hate setting up a great structure and great copy, but CTRs are just hard for what the client wants to offer, i.e. if most of the industry are in a seven-year contract, a free demo CTA isn't going to work no matter what. And then we've got Judith uh, making a comment on the, uh, our answer saying here, um, I think part of it can be that clients don't want to have any of their dollars put towards Testing or experiments, finding alternative language for trying new things can be helpful in those instances. I like to use the term pilot for something new.
um and then yeah i then replied um to michael fleming where michael had said i feel like if you're hitting a wall with ideas for accounts you need to spend more time reading and interacting with other pbcers the new ideas will start to flow and i totally agree with this and i i replied to this in all caps saying i totally believe in account fatigue so that is um yeah you're looking at the account every day and you're bound to lose inspiration sometimes and just not you know the the ideas that can really make a change don't really come to you as quickly so getting another pair of eyes so even if it's a colleague or a manager or someone who doesn't even do um it's not that into like paid search but you know knows about digital marketing obviously um you know no matter the experience just to take a look could help to um come up with new ideas that you can use and really bring in some new life to your account and then we've got um julia vice um making a note just saying that i'm jumping in and out today because my client just published their new site and all my urls need to be changed and i agree with julie Bettina's reply to that going ouch um so john kagan then um comes in um, with um, his answer to question one saying yep there's always demand for continuous improvement but at some point you hit it we just call it the inflection point um, so yeah, so then Julie goes on to um, question three. So uh, she says, okay, we will get back to people stuff, but now let's focus on platforms and campaigns. Share an example of a situation where you recently hit a wall with either a platform or in a campaign. How did you deal with it? So guys, listen out. You might, you know, get some of some answers to some of the issues that you personally have been having. And um, yeah, these are where your answers and your issues get solved. But before we get into that, we've got John Kagan replying to question two, saying usually it's campaign or platform performance. Everyone wants to grow, spend or spend or traffic and still improve ROI. And then I give an answer to question two as well, saying um, definitely people, a client not willing to listen to what they can do to help the process and push their accounts to its limits is definitely frustrating. Um, and then we've got an answer for, from Christina Brower to of, um, to question three, saying, I drilled down into all the data. I have to find out what is happening and why. And I asked my community for advice. Of course, the community is always your one of your best bets to get good answers to some of the issues that you're having. Um, and then, yeah, Julie replies to, um, to that saying, different way to think about it. You don't want to make decisions based on a flawed data set, which can easily happen when the Sample is too small, too much room for a random thing to have influenced results. Um, and then we've got Gil Gildner who replies to question three, sorry, to question three, saying we recently hit a wall with a large healthcare client. Healthcare, healthcare in ads is a really tricky issue and most of our ads were getting disapproved. A lot of manual work to get them reinstated. So yeah, loads of trademark issues, I imagine. And a reply to um, when um, Julie mentioned about um, saying that she thinks part of this can be that clients don't want to have any of their dollars put toward testing or experiments. Finding alternative language for trying new things can be helpful in those instances. So, yeah, she uses the term pilot. Mark Gustafson replies to that saying, I like that. It's the worst. When a client is content with what they're getting and wants us to just coast, if we test and test and performance dips slightly, they want to kick 
kill all testing. Life is easy that way, but more difficult to really prove your value in that situation. Um, Emma Franks then replies to that saying, I've run into this as well with past clients. They have an if it ain't broke, don't fix it attitude towards PPC, not realizing that the industry is constantly changing and what worked last year is very likely not going to work next year. That is why we constantly test. Um, Mark Gustafson then replies to, um, to that saying yep difficult when we are handcuffed and when and then a new year in review comes and kpis have slowly gotten worse year on year um then riley trotter replies to that saying do you see potential handcuffs with an account and turn it away before it gets started uh, mark gustafson replies to that saying i was never in position to make that call however i am very frank on calls and come and and come with data okay your offer sucks our ctr is four times the industry benchmark our targeting and copy are on point your offer needs work gotta push back and prove your worth and expertise and then in reply to um john kagan's answer to question one where he said yep there's always demand for continuous improvement but at some point you hit it we just call it the inflection point um yeah julia vice replies to that saying yep the point of diminishing returns i can improve your traffic and maybe lower your cpcs but at some point you need a good product um and yeah this is um We've got yeah, Lisa Sanna then replying to um, question three saying you should keep track of them and bubble them up to reps, support engineers. They really do want to hear users' perspective, but often don't but often don't have the right channels in place to get that input. Often we complain about stuff without a mechanism to give feedback. And in answer to question three, we've got Riley Chotter, who then goes, was struggling with a car dealer as to how exactly to segment their campaigns. And I reached out to you lovely PPC people and everyone chimed chimed in and it sparked some great ideas. Uh, we've got then Ricardo Buitrago, who's like a new name on this, this circuit, I believe. Um, and he goes, people or client issues are the hardest for me. So that's an answer to question two. Um, educating clients is an ongoing process, but often still stubbornness gets in the way sharing in-house and third-party research has been very helpful for me mm, that's very interesting as well so yeah do you guys share in-house and third-party research um that could be one way of getting people on your side um okay and then we've got um yeah julie's reply to question three um uh, saying that the transition to doing facebook ads has been full of wall hitting for me beyond the platform being maddening developing a different approach than what i've done f done for so long in search ads has definitely been a process um and then we've got kirk williams then replying to question number three saying less a wall and more an increasingly gooey field of jello uh, we identified in a client that previously successful shopping strategies no longer worked with changing competition and products so completely revamped categories and campaign strategy roas has bumped up thankfully so are you guys having that kind of similar issues in terms of shopping strategies okay and then we've got mark gustafson then replied to question three saying promoting things contrary to the brand it's difficult to push messaging centered on quality when the brand literally does a new promotion every day many issues stem from clients wanting to push their agenda on an audience rather than giving them what they want 
Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie Chinya then replying, um, saying, great point too about how someone else's actions, a competitor can totally throw a monkey wrench into what you've been doing successfully. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Emma Franks then replying, replying to um, Riley Trotter, who, um, who had said that, do you see potential handcuffs with an account and turn it away before it gets started? Um, Emma Franks then goes, unfortunately, it happens most of the time for me with clients that have been around forever, i.e. when updates or new features were rolled out every year, so year or so instead of every few weeks. So it's more about resetting expectations to keep them in the present. And then we've go to um, question four from Julie and um, she goes, was your method um, workaround, etc. effective? If so, why? And if not, why not? Um, and yeah, we've got um, Kirk Williams then um, going a continuation of his answer to question three, where he goes, um, where he went um a3 lesser wall and more of an increasingly gooey field of jello we identified a client that previously successful shopping category shopping strategies no longer worked with um, changing competition and products um and so yeah and then he continues with that also prospective question why do we need to hire an ongoing agency to manage monthly rather than just set up campaigns see below as part of answer um and then yeah we've got um Gil Gildner is then going, um, replying to Mark Gustafson where Mark said promoting things contrary, contrary to the brand. It's difficult to push messaging centered on quality when the brand literally does a new promotion every day. Um, Gil Gildner then replies to that saying the bigger the client, the harder this can be. A lot of internal miscommunication of what their value or purpose actually is or just bizarre assumption that we have to we have to try to sell. Um, Mark Gustafson replies to that saying, um, as a place right now where the loyal customers complain about high prices, so we want to push quality, but at the same time, we want to push the short-term revenue by hitting people over the head with promos, RIP, the lifespan of this company, LOL. And so we actually almost missed um, an answer to um, question two. We had um, Mike Friedman, whose um, handle is .centrex, um, saying, hi, Julie, sometimes success creates a wall. I had a client in the auto salvage business. We grew spend and results over several years, but reached a point where there was no more room for cars or more employees and had to stop growing the efforts. Um, so, yeah, we've got um, we had Julie who very nicely replied to that, even though Mike didn't um, um, include the handle of um, hashtag PPC chat. So please, guys, remember, if you want to give a great answer for us to make sure that we you you know you get on um my roundup or any of the to make sure other people see the answer your great answer that you're giving to some of this these questions please make sure you include the handle um include the hashtag ppc chat um so yeah we've got julie Bicini replying to mike friedman and um she goes this is also a great point client capacity can become the wall although generally if you've got gotten a client to the point where they are full they tend to be pretty happy it can lead them wanting to manage themselves 
We've then got um, John Kagan replying to question three, where he says um, client grew impression share 75% through traffic infusion um, in non-brand traffic. We stabilized CPL and CPC, but there is no way to improve it further without sacrificing traffic, leads or impression share. Tried auto strategies and had adverse impact. Um, we've got um, yeah, Julia Weiss replying to question four, saying bespoke every time. It depends on the client, the issue, the bottleneck. Sometimes it's it's just unfixable. Welcome to Farmer Search. Um, and then we've got Julie um, replying to that saying, yes, I'm very mindful in assessing how much of a partnership a potential client is interested in. The best successes I have had have been with clients that view the relationship as following both as flowing both ways if they don't you'll probably be it probably be a scapegoat at some point so yeah I think that's basically about you know the client relationship and how clients might push the any negative performance on you when you actually hit a wall um and then we've got Gil Gildner who um replied to um Riley Trotter where Riley said do you see potential handcuffs with an account and turn it away before it gets started and we've got Gil replying every week we've gotten pretty picky and the warning signs are obvious we can usually tell within the first few emails or phone calls um and yeah we've got John Kagan replying to question four saying we have a checklist for examining each element individually then check for macro factors and then lastly I turn to peers for their point of views when I can and crowd and crowdsource thoughts um and then yeah we've got um yeah Julie then considered you know giving a a chair on for our great experts so far saying great chat so far let's keep it moving um and that's where she comes to question five saying is there an um, is there any hard-earned wisdom you've gained from overcoming an obstacle with a platform or campaign that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, and then we've got um, John Kagan replying to um, question five, where he says the acceptance that after all is said and done, sometimes you can't achieve further improvement on some things. Um, we've got Mark Gustafson then replying to question four, saying, I'm not in a position to change brand strategy, so we are stuck. It's tough to run things you know wouldn't work because of factors beyond your control. Um, and then we've got Riley Trotter, who replies to John Kagan, uh, where John, when John had said the acceptance and after all is said and done, sometimes you can't achieve further improvement on some things. Riley replies, preach. And then we've got... Um, Gil Gildner replying to um, question five saying, I'd say it would be know what you can do and do it well and cut out the noise. We realized a disco sloth was really good at search campaigns. I Google Bing Yandex and decided to phase out all social ads. It's been a good decision to specialize. And then we've got um, Julie replying to question five, saying that um, as someone who has been in, di in digital since its bronze age, one thing that I emphasize with clients from call number one is that nothing will ever be static. Things will always change and to compete, we must be willing to do so too. Um, yeah, that's actually really something that I feel like I probably definitely should have warned my clients um, at the beginning. Um, I, I feel that they are getting... Um, quite settled into the fact that things are changing you know spend is going up and bringing them down but very soon we'll be able to stabilize it um and then we've got emma franks replying to question five saying um don't react too quickly sometimes week on week performance um is crazy and you go through everything and can't figure out why and if you just leave it alone it bounces 
bounces back the next week. Give tests enough time or data to show results. Don't let emotions interfere with potential success. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Dog R. Thomas, who just comes in with um, late, I'd say, even, Dog. You, you give some really great answers, so I really miss it when you're not on the chat. But anyway, Dog replies to question five, saying, relax, breathe in. We are not performing emergency surgery. We're, we're just marketers. Breathe out. Now take a small step towards your goal, then another and another. Great. Look how far you are now from where you were. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie Buccini, um replying saying which is fascinating because the same is true in non-digital space you can't serve more customers at your restaurant without increasing hours or adding location digital can often ignore these actual business realities as if online is eternally endless growth and um, we've got jason stinner who replies to question five saying my best wisdom learning yourself i'm big on momentum i'll find ways to get small wins so that i'm in a pos positive and creative mood when trying to run up a wall um and then yeah we've got um gil gildner who replies to um, dog R. thomas where he says relax breathe in we are not performing emergency surgery we're just marketers and um, gil replies love it in the end i'm just clicking buttons nothing's gonna change the world <laughs> okay making our job sound a little bit quite depressing there but no i know what you guys mean yes this is not uh we're trying to make to give a means to an end bring products that people love but at the end of the day we're not saving lives so you know don't take it too seriously and don't think it's the end of the world when something doesn't work a lesson i should have tried to remember myself earlier today when i got um, a message from my client saying that he wanted a call and I was all like panicky. I was like, oh my God, what has gone wrong? My life is over. But it definitely wasn't. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we've got um, Riley Trotter. The replies to Julie Buccini's uh, message about, which is fascinating because the same is true in non-digital space. You can serve, you can't serve more customers at your restaurants without increasing hours or adding locations. Um, Riley replies to that. This is a fantastic, fantastic reference. I am stealing. You get all the credit though. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, we've got uh, Mark Gustafson replying to question five saying, think holistically, bring everything back to their business objectives and how things flow together. Don't look at campaigns singularly. Look at funnel progression and focus on the big picture. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie Bettini, um yeah, replying to um, um, Riley Trotter where he says it's a fantastic reference um, and then Julie replies why thank you it's mind-blowing I've had a number of inquiries over the years where people just think they can set up an online store and become a mini Amazon all the while competing with Amazon <laughs> so yeah so Julie then goes on to question six saying now for the human issues share if you can on a public forum like Twitter a situation where you hit a wall with a person client team leader VP of something how did you deal with it um, and then I put in a quick answer to question five saying take a step back when you get into a frustrating state go work on something totally different even the break from the issue will give you a clearer head to come back with new ideas or even just ways to solve the issue so that is something that is big don't necessarily work late into the night because you're trying to fix something you know going at your normal home time you know when the day is over could be good even though an issue has not been solved you know take a breather 
sleep on it come on come wake up the next day fresh with new ideas um and ways to tackle your problem um and yeah so michael fleming replies to question six saying when it comes to getting responses or approvals i found that saying if you don't respond by insert date i'll go ahead and implement Ooh, nice little threatening message there we got michael uh, so yeah we got julie um then replying to question five with a part one saying for those that are newer to this field please know that veteran ppc people run into frustrations with both the work and people we work with too it's not just you so yeah remember what i said earlier on you know veterans and newbies alike we get into issues that you think to yourself Oh my God, you should be able, we should be able to handle this with all our years in it. But you never know. Things are always with the, are very much the changing market and the changing landscape of digital. We will hit walls no matter how long we've been in the industry. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Gil Gildner then replying to question six with a very ominous, got to keep this real vague. Um, but when a, when um, a decades old company insists on launching a new site or brand and doesn't understand why the PPC performance isn't as good and as the, or as the old site, <laughs> um, we've got Kirk Williams as well going without specifics. I think the key to client communication communications is patience and education. So yeah, that answers question six. Um, he says, I, I have failed in the past to have patience. It takes time to change someone's mind, but I have also failed to educate properly, actually try to change their minds. Oh, Kirk failing in something in digital. That's very hard for me to believe. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in, um, so I give another um, an answer question six as well, saying had an issue with a lady I was managing whose answer to every task was, I don't know how to do this, or, you know, something along the lines of like, um, you know, you went over it too, too quickly with me. It's just very abrupt and very negative and not pro negative um, answers. Um, so, and this was after over a month of the job, you know, it took me three days and I know everybody's pace is different, but, you know, it took me three days to take over the, the previous person's work. I was there with this lady and, um, yeah, it's been over a month and she was still finding, finding it very hard and very, you know, being cut about it, about how hard she's finding the job. So I, what I did was that I had a one-to-one -one with her, explained to her how her attitude could come along, come across as very negative. Um, and then, yeah, there was just, it just realized, we realized that there were some underlying issues that came to light about, you know, ways that I had worked in the past. Um, so yeah, that definitely helped us work better together. And, um, and I said, continue in most issues with people, communication is key, definitely. And then we've got Kirk Williams then replying, giving a part two to his answer to question two, to question six even, um, saying the follow-up to that is that at some point when all, when the walls keep getting hit um, and you've been patient, it's time to part ways. No ifs, ands or buts. Many other clients out there focus on one that values your work and input to assist with your mental health and team morale. And then we've got Julie replying to question six saying, having to essentially tell someone that their digital baby was ugly, their site will never convert for them. I was gentle but insistent and explained how inaction would impact our potential level of success. Um, and then, yeah, Julie replies to um, Kirk Williams' answer about where he says the follow-up to that is that some point when the wall keeps getting hit and you've been patient it's time to part ways um julie replies to that saying yes know when to walk away it can be scary especially if you're new to consulting but con 
but continuing with a bad client bleeds into everything you're doing and um, we've got jason stinner who replies to question six saying my style is partnership worked with a client that was conflict that was conflict oriented a lot of leaning on support network and reflecting on their position realized they way um the way they felt they're confident in our direction was challenging every record and grilling me on minor campaign details. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Kirk Williams coming to a part three. I think that even the final one of the answers to question six saying one more thought to add on our side. I should have noted humility is also a piece of the client communication puzzle. In my opinion, we also need to be willing to analyze if change needs to happen on our end. If not, then patience, education, step in um then we've got emma franks replying to um not just question six but also michael fleming's answer where he said when it comes to getting responses or approval i found that saying if you don't respond by insert date i'll go ahead and implement um emma replies this also making it easy for them to say yes instead of saying we want to test xyz showing them what the targeting messaging budget would look like with potential impact to their kpis and warning it's a projection not a guarantee um then we've got michael fleming um replying to um julie where he's where she had said having to essentially tell someone that their digital baby was ugly uh michael replies to that saying reminds me of a client where they rolled out a new website their campaigns tanked and i subsequently rec recommended pausing all campaigns and using all ad spend to create user testing videos to find out what the issues were many eyes were opened that's a very interesting test. So yeah, and then we go to um, Judy's question seven. Was your people problem method workaround, etc., effective? If so, why? And if not, why not? Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Ricardo Buitrago replying to question six, saying, I'm not sure if this has been the best way to handle tough situations, but I've been in situations where I've had to say, we are certain the route you want to take is not the best for your biz. If you want to continue through that route, I'm sorry, but we cannot help um okay then and then yeah we've got michael um fleming replying to emma franks where she had said also make it easy for them to say yes instead of saying we want to test xyz showing them what the targeting messaging budget would look like uh, michael fleming replies good point our requests need to be thorough and show direct links to the client's goals and then, um, yeah, we've got Julie Puccini replying to um, Julia Vice where she says, Han, not in the health world, you won't. Um, and that was in um, response to when it comes to getting responses approval. I found that saying if you don't, don't, if you don't respond by date, I'll go ahead and, and um, implement um yeah then julia vice goes ha not in the internet not in the health world you won't and michael replies lol sounds like the first time will be the will be the, the last time julia also replies to that um uh, saying or anywhere that has a compliance factor um in reply to saying not that not in the health world world you won't uh, Michael Fleming replies to question seven as well and saying um, the user testing videos were were incredibly more effective than me poking around the site and sending an email with stuff I found. Their development team stopped everything and just worked on stuff we found constantly for a while. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Mark Gustafson replying to um, question six saying, I already touched 
on this were unrealistic expectations. A totally unknown candy company wanted to sell box sizes to people at over $40 per order. Um, and he continues saying they thought they would they could do this without any branding and that money would flow in immediately. Had to have a frank discussion about our CTR being well above industry standard and the post-click experience expectation was the issue. Yeah, and I feel I'm having that definitely with uh, my current client. They've got a really good CTR, a really good um, conversion rate of 6%. I told them that most industries don't really have that. Um, um, but yeah, their they cost per, cost per um, acquiring a customer is very high. And um, yeah, quality score is very low. So it's quality score performances that I'm trying to work on right now. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, we got Julie, um, Julie Bicini learned saying, sometimes you also have to do what the client asks, even if you express concern and let the data tell the story, it is almost, it is almost always more persuasive for a client that has strong ideas on what should happen than just telling them why they probably are not right. So yeah, this comes back to let the data do the talking. We are data people. I love my Excel reports as I bang on about every week. Um, so yeah, let the data do your analysis, do the reporting and let the data do the talking. And then we've got Julie coming in with um, the, the question H, which comes in as the last question saying, is there any hard earned wisdom you've gained from overcoming an obstacle with people that you'd like to share? Um, we've got Gil Gildner coming in straight with an answer to that one saying, know when you're right and don't budge. Know when to shut up and roll with it. Some clients need to have control. Other clients need their hands held. Um, we've got Julie then replying to question eight saying, don't assume that a client's actions or inactions necessarily have to do with you or your work. There can be things going on at their company, in their industry or in their personal life that impact their work. Be kind and find out what is actually going on. Which refers me back to also my answer that I gave earlier about the lady who I needed to have a one-on-one -on -one with who just didn't seem that like she was interested in the role at that point in time. And um, yeah, I just found out that, yeah, there were just some other external factors that were causing this. I know we say that we shouldn't let our emotions affect our works, but unfortunately, our clients might not be taking that same advice. And then we've got uh, Michael Fleming replying to question eight saying settling and keeping boundaries is an underrated client facing skill. Execute, executing well with this is does with this does wonders for one's life. Um, um, then Julia Vice replies to question eight saying this will pass. It's not the end of it all. And even if you're frustrated, the client probably is too. That reminds me of my one of my favorite quotes from a book I read, which name I forget, but the quote says, this too shall pass. And I'm sure it's been said in many different other contexts as well. And then we've got um, Jason Stinnett replying to question eight saying, I'm a big believer in taking every obstacle head on at least once. You learn what you're capable of and um, you... And when you run the other way, you're acting on experience, not discomfort. Um, we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question seven, saying educating the client with data and respect has many different outcomes. Sometimes they aren't happy and part ways. Other times they recognize the situation and you move forward. 
both in my opinion can be healthy outcomes um, emma franks replies to question eight saying if you can't get buy in for anything new just do what you can to get results from what you already have in place those little things to help the client or company succeed will put them in a great spot to come to you with now how can we grow once they're ready um so yeah so then we've got julie rounding up our hours saying well that hour flew by thank you all for participating and sharing your stories and wisdom next week's um chat will be hosted by mark kennedy sem and um yeah i'm sure you know that he's if you've been listening to my roundup he's um led this chat before and he's it's going to be a great discussion i'm sure we've got thanks coming in from gil gilder who says thanks for hosting um and i also thank um yeah julie julie for hosting and you know do a little plug for uh, my round and saying i'm eager to go through all the advice in my roundup even because i wasn't able to um be participating unfortunately in all the chats and all the questions um and i'll also then um leave you with one last advice advice from mark gustafson who says in answer to question eight be confident that you are the expert. You are doing the client a disservice by budging on things you know. If they don't want to listen and get upset, so be it. It's not a good fit and you push back, push you uh, and your push back is good. Don't let a client get in your head or belittle you. And um, yeah, so I think that's a very good way to round things up. You know, guys, be confident as we've seen, no matter whether You've got six months experience or six years or 10 or 11 years experience. People hit walls all the time and it can come on a weekly basis, monthly basis. You know, don't panic about it. Don't lose all your cool about it. Take a step back. Take a breather. We are not saving lives, um, but you are the expert. So you know what you're talking about. So I hope you've enjoyed another um, week of my roundup of um, this um, great discussion about what to do when you hit a wall, whether it comes to um, campaigns or platforms or the clients or people. Um, so yeah, that's the end of it. Um, my name is Anu again. Um, and um, yeah, don't forget to hit me up on hello at mindswan.com or just get me on any of the social medias with the handle at mindswanppc. So yeah, thank you and have a great rest of the week. Mm-hmm.